Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed. Finally, alongside Mr. Nick McCormick. We're back. We're back. It's been, gee, many Christmas. I don't know how long it's been. I have to go back. Too long. Yeah. Too long. Long time. So we're finally back in the studio. Going to try to hammer some podcasts out for you guys and see if we can't bore you to death when you're driving down the road. We'd have been back sooner, but in true Gleaner Studios fashion, we were down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But all the lights are off now. We're ready to roll. Oh, yeah. We are turning and burning now. (laughs) So did you have a good Christmas? Yes. Yes. Had a really good Christmas. You? Yeah, same here. Things went well and kids got everything they wanted and now we're just into the doldrums of winter. Yeah, no doubt it. You know, Christmas on a weekend like that's a little odd, and the fact that it was like 65 degrees, it didn't really feel it, like Christmas. But No, and Kevin and I were talking about that. You know, we ended up farming all the way up till two weeks before Christmas. It just it didn't seem like it was Christmas to me. We moved machinery and rearranged the sheds today. Yeah. Like, I've never done that in the end of December. Yeah, you know, we were, crazy. Swapped all the fall stuff out for spring stuff because we'd done some work in the shed and reorg stuff, and yep. just normally it's not conducive to doing that but this year it was so yeah we were hauling grain all day today and standing outside in a sweatshirt yeah was almost sweating yeah no doubt yeah i'll I'll take it though i mean yeah we do need some cold weather to get rid of some of this compaction but yet i'll take the warm weather too i guess i need a cold snap to kill bugs i'm not for sure i'm not a mosquito or a fly fan or no me any of that stuff so whatever we whatever it takes to kill those off is just fine with me nope nope same here so how you setting on inputs for 22 um we ended up we got Oh, I don't know, three quarters of our anhydrous on, roughly thereabouts. So we bought that at 840. Now it's going to jump to 1525. Yeah, so then what do you do on that? Right. You know, that, I we got most of ours on, but not all of it. And it's like, what yeah. do you do? I'm not prepaying it. I'm going to roll the dice. <sighs> My thing is, you know, good and well, the retailers are going to claim they bought it at that and they're not going to let it go down. Yeah. Until side dress time, maybe. Right. And I want a side dress about as bad as I want you to stomp on my foot with a hammer. I so. know. It, I've just never never done the side dressing gig. It would work on half our farms, and the other half it wouldn't. Yeah, you and run it, over more than you. It just doesn't work on some of our stuff. The one farm I do have left, it would work on there probably, maybe, kind of, sort of. It's squarish, but still, I'm not really interested in doing it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess, luckily, we got the bulk of it bought at the cheap price cheap, cheap price of double last yeah, year yep. exactly so yeah. i don't know we'll just have to see what happens but i don't look for it to go down a whole lot i'm like you i think it's gonna no it just seemed like everything got higher seed chemical fertilizer the whole nine you know it's yeah and i mean luckily we got the grain markets are bouncing back a little now yeah. so you know that helps i mean it, it, it does but we always pay for that in the end like we do. stuff was finally starting to come down like i was looking for it to just kind of level off and stay in that range it had been fine yeah but you know one goes up the other does too. yeah 20 was or 21 was a good year as far as we bought cheap inputs had good yields by then prices had rebound yeah you know and it it made for a good year of farming but boy we're gonna give her all back now. give her all back you got it for a little bit here and about three more days you won't have any of it left yep so. yep if i was 65 i'd be a good time to just hang her up yeah just exactly call her quits yeah Ah, you don't want to do that till you're 95. Well, you? yeah, that, yeah, There's we no got reason to quit at 65. That's right. Got to keep the other generation <laughs> shut out for sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Got the big Louisville tractor pull coming up here in a yep, few months, yep. I guess. Coming up here in February, and we're, we're in Thursday night. So, so you are going to pull down there. Yep, we'll be down there. I should be down there most of the week, uh, yep. as far as I know. So yeah, I think the verdict's still out on when me and the wife are going to go. Um, for sure, Friday and Saturday. I don't think we'll end up making it. 
the two nights before just with the kids and, yeah. and whatnot. So uh, it looks like it'll be Friday and Saturday night for sure. So, yeah. It, but yeah. they didn't have that last year, right? Nope. No. So no. could potentially be a pretty good turnout this year. Oh, hopefully. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are ready to get back after it. and Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a good show. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Should be, uh, should be exciting. Should be a big farm talk crowd there and. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of people there from yeah. about all over the U.S. I mean, I've talked to guys from Oregon, Washington, everywhere. So I think You know what amazes me? And it gives me a little faith in humanity. I haven't talked to a single person through TikTok, Farm Talk, podcast, whatever, we're, you know, whatever mm-hmm. social media platform is, is directed, to, you know, has brought us together. That's just not a A-plus guy. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. And it, that's just, it's awesome. Right. And like I said, it gives you a little bit of faith back in humanity or whatever because and you and i've talked about this before at some point in time it's it's almost easier to talk to someone that's a little bit further away because you can bounce some ideas about off of them or whatever knowing that there's the backside's not gonna you know they're not gonna try mm-hmm. to stab you in the back and you know get this piece of ground or do whatever it is you know yeah sneak in and buy this tractor that you're dealing on whatever it is um and whatnot but i uh, made a lot of really really good friends off of off of that deal and and I'm very, very thankful for that. It's been been a really awesome experience. Yeah, and I'm curious to see the kind of response you get down there. I mean, you know, you've been pulling down there for several years, but now you know a lot more people. Well, now you. I'm just known as Tony Reed's friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I go to a tractor pull now, I'm like, hey, you're that guy that knows Tony Reed. Yeah, been tractor pulling for 30 years. Nobody knew who I was, but now that, now that they know I'm your friend, it's, it's a big deal. So. Can we put my picture on the side of your tractor? We, we might that as help? well. We might as yeah. well. I, yeah, I'm going to put a big flag up that says, I know Tony Reed yeah. over here. So, uh, But then I just have to ask questions, where's he at? Like, well, he's at home. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it is weird, though, when you go places now after being on social media, you know, even if I get 100 miles from home, it's still common to run into somebody yeah. that recognizes you from TikTok or wherever. And I'm curious to see at the farm show, how that all works because i mean you're going to take basically everybody that's on farm talk and put them all in one all, spot yeah put them all in one spot just yeah. over christmas it's talking to my cousin she's like well i didn't know you were famous i'm like i'm not famous notorious maybe infamous whatever you want to call it but she's like well my son just said that you're that guy on tiktok and this that and the other or whatever i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> some but I'm, I'm basically just tony's friend so <laughs> they knew you more than me or whatever even though we're, we're related and i see them you know right six times a year right they only recognize me from from the internet so uh, yeah it's apparently, funny apparently they hadn't been paying that much attention to the last <laughs> yeah. 25 family gatherings but here i am <laughs> hmm. funny how how life works that way it is it is it's it's plum crazy no, I think that Louisville deal, it's going to be a good time, I think. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a good Sound Sounds like time. a lot of people coming. and Yeah. And hopefully don't get too too out of hand and too rowdy and whatnot. I think I think most guys. Think for yourself. I look forward to that part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Louisville's the one time of year that reminds me that I'm not as young as I used to be, but, yeah, man, I like to give it the old college try. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't one, no kidding. For one glorious week, I can yeah. usually put it together, then I, I sleep pretty hard Sunday night. Yeah. Monday night. This will be the first time I've been there in at least 15 years, maybe longer. It was, it's been a long time since I've been down there. So hopefully everything will go good. Everybody can get in. They don't yeah. shut it down due to COVID or nothing. Oh, yeah, something down. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't snow. Usually it's pretty decent weather down there. So. Yeah. Now, they canceled the big show over in Germany, didn't they, here a couple weeks ago, I think, the Agritechnica. I don't know. That's probably. what I had heard. So. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. 
So hopefully Louisville ain't next on the hit list. I don't I don't know. I think stuff's getting leveled out enough now. I think big events like that. And you're I far enough south that the yeah. rules are a little more lax, I guess is the word for it. A little more open. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully they, they won't put the clamps to it, which I guess even if they do, there's going to be a lot of guys going to a hotel down there. Yeah, there, yeah so no doubt. That part's already done. Yeah. So. yeah. And we all know what farm machinery looks like. The heck with that anyway. <laughs> exactly. Let's <laughs> go for the beer and the and the uh, conversation. Yeah, because I was telling some of the guys, there's a chance I may end up in Louisville and not even be at the farm show. I don't know. I mean, you just got to see how it goes. I'll be honest with you. I don't walk the show a lot. Like, I'll hit hit everything I need to touch base with pretty early on, yeah. Wednesday morning, whatever. And then I don't venture out of the show all that much. Yep. I don't know that I've ever been there early in the show. I think every time, I think even in high school when we went, we always done it on a weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've ever been down there on the day it opened or even Thursday. What always cracks me up, it's like Saturday afternoon, it's 2 in the afternoon, and cars are just wheeling in. People want to hit yeah. the show. I'm like, it's 2 o'clock on Saturday, people. Right. But, you know, I think some of them just want a place to indoors to walk. Yeah, could you be. Know, something to see, walk around, whatever. And, and of course, fine. you always got the, the shoppers, you know, the guys that want to go and lowball everybody because, well, you're just going to pack it up and dig it home. You know, yeah, I'll give oh, you yeah. pennies get on that, the dollar. Deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> save you the trouble. I'll take it with me. Or the, you know, we, we're here for the free stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, we got six cattle prods. The one year, some booth, I don't know it was Fast Line, Tractor House, who it was, give out these clicking deals. Every FFA kid in the oh, world. Oh, God. I don't know if it was a chip clip or what it was, but it was sounded like ducks barking all the way around the farm show. <laughs> Just click, 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 click. I'm the type, I don't grab any of that stuff at, you got, at any farm show. I don't carry it. I don't carry bags. None of that. I don't want any of it. I I, uh, I learned that lesson the hard way when I was a kid. We, I grabbed a cattle prod at some point in time. They were giving them away, whatever it was. I We didn't have cattle. I didn't need a cattle prod, but I had one because they were giving away. And that seemed like a great plan until we went to get in a taxi to go somewhere, and that thing was door-to-door. Uh-huh. My parents were not thrilled yeah. about that cattle prod. I've never picked any excess <laughs> literature here and there, maybe. Yeah. But I got the benefit of taking it out to the pulling trailer and throwing it in there, you know. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, when we was kids, you know, at the outdoor, at the Farm Progress shows, I remember yardsticks was a big one. I remember everybody yep. carrying yardsticks around. Yeah. There shouldn't be anything in this country that's not measured because they've given away enough free yards to yeah. measure the whole world twice. <laughs> yep. I remember one year even they got to giving away the big square peg. You know, it was like a probably a, what a half or three quarter inch square, but it was a yard. You know, about like the, a walking the, the stick. Good ones, yeah. yeah. Yep. Them things was everywhere. Yeah, they're a hot commodity. You can't hardly find those anymore. No, you can't. Hell, just a regular yardstick. You can't yeah. even. No. Yeah. Stupid metric system. <laughs> yeah, no kid. Exactly. <laughs> oh, heck. No, I don't know. It's 2021 was was an interesting year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to 22 and seeing where yeah. things land. I mean. Yeah, you just got to keep on keeping on, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's Everything's everything's high, but I guess inputs are, are high and machinery's high. And Where do you think this machinery's going to stop? I mean, my God. It. I got to think at some point in time, there's an epic downturn. Like if the price of steel goes back down, we can do a stuff. You know, let's, let's say steel's X number of dollars a ton. Well, if it goes down, like it should at some point, it goes down 20% or whatever, you know, X minus, what are they going to do with the stuff that's sitting there? You know, now yeah. it's selling fast and, you know, you can't hardly get it. And I've priced a few things out in the last uh, month or so. You can't get any of it. You know, it's it's not available. So they don't have it on the lots. They don't have it built, et cetera, et cetera. 
I'd be nervous as a jockey with a bunch of used stuff. Yes. You know, so deer, you know, as a big company, they can absorb some of that if the market turns the other way. I mean, you know, not and all they, of it. And they but, can kind of sort of hold the market too, right? If they right. lower their prices, it's not going down. Right, exactly. You know? But boy, you know, if you're a jockey, you know, okay, today the a market will bear, you know, $200,000 for a 9330 John Deere tractor, and then things really start to turn south. And yeah. now it's only worth 150. That's, you know, and companies have got backwards on that before, you know, it starts going down and dealers have stuff leveraged or whatever and well then they start having to pay money to make right. up the difference yeah they got a tractor that they've got 200 grand in that's now worth 150 right that they were planning on getting 225 to 254 well now they're going to make that up to cnh or deer finance or whoever that gets to be a, a big deal you know and then you get short line companies let's say you make box scrapers and your box scrapers was 500 bucks and now it's 700 bucks because price of steel went up well you, you built a bunch of them, and then you get hung with them because steel went down. Well, now XYZ company is making them, and they're selling them for 550 again. Yep. You know, not quite as low, but still lower than what you And you got $600 in yours because you're right. trying to sell them for seven or eight. Right. Well, that, you can get sideways fast on that deal. I've always thought, too, you know, deer can control the market pretty well, too. You know, let's just not build as many new combines to keep the value of the used stuff up. Because yeah, even though they don't that. make any money on the used stuff that still makes their product look better as a whole. You know, it's got better resale, you know? Well, yeah, if you're only, <laughs> I think they ration new production on that for that exact reason. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I was talking to a guy about that one time and he's like, well, what good does that do? They don't benefit off of the used stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it keeps the used stuff higher in value. And that's a big selling point, you know, which they it, refinance for the next guy Yeah, through their finance company. And they're making good money through their finance oh, for sure. company. And you can't switch around the other way, flood the market and break your dealers. Exactly. And hell, truth be known, and I'm not saying this is true, but it could be one of them deals where they make more money off of used equipment than they do new equipment. I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard of stranger things. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you say, when you throw in their financing and all that stuff where they're getting you for 4 or 5% interest and whatnot, why that adds up in a hurry on a $300,000 tractor. Well, exactly. I mean, there's a ton of of companies, you know, not even ag companies, but on into Sears, whoever, you know, that, they were a finance company that had this product, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, and I'm not picking on Snap-on, but at some level, Snap-on is a finance company that happens to sell tools. Sure. You know, you're not walking into a Harbor Freight yeah. and, and financing your U.S. General Toolbox near this, near that, and your, right. your tools going in. Yep. And I'm not picking on Snap-on for that. They got a great product. I, I got a lot of it. I love it. But they are also selling financing. Sure. You know. When did Deer and them companies start actually finding? I mean, did that go back to the 40s and 50s? I mean, or was that longer than that? You know, I don't know when they both, when all those companies got their own finance companies, you know. Or, well, yeah, I guess their own. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you I'm, know, a lot of stuff has been financed for a long time. But at some point in time, they, they brought it in-house as a, as a yeah. separate entity, but yeah. all underneath the umbrella. And, and they're making money off that, and that's fine. It's the American way. But it is intriguing on, on how some of that goes down, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean their their banking services would be as big as the machinery side. Truth. I mean, cuz all the machinery is getting run through the financial side. I Absolutely. Mean. I mean, you can buy your seed or anything through John Deere Financial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and at one time they even offered insurance, didn't they? At, yes, back years ago. Or I don't know if they maybe they still do. I don't know. I, I mean, think they sold that company, but I wouldn't swear to it. I think they sold their insurance off. Did they? And I <clears throat> my memory's not as good as it should be. There was some big acquisition or some big game-changing thing they were doing at the time, 
and to free up capital, they, they can the insurance thing off, I think. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. It's not gospel. Yeah. But I think they got out of the insurance game. Yeah, and that was, we was probably, what, in high school or there, or maybe even before that. Yeah. It's been a long time ago. It was probably, they probably didn't get out till we were out of. Really? Out of high school. Yeah. Which I assume C&H, they do all that same stuff, I mean, that Deer does on the financial side, or no? I, eh, I don't, it's I don't mostly know. just machinery. I don't think they do anything. Really? They don't and, get outside. And there again, I'm not yeah. an expert by any means, so I'm not tied to either company. But I don't think you're going to run your seed corn or anything through CNH. Maybe you can. I don't know. Yeah. I've never tried it. But yeah. I don't know if you heard any new exciting products coming up in 22 out of Case IH um, or Deer Fent or anybody. I haven't really kept up on much. Um. I haven't seen a whole lot of. Looks like everybody and their brother with a MIG welder is building a high speed disc, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, close couple high speed. I mean, there's a million companies. Yep. I just saw two more that were being released the other day. And then somewhere in one of my feeds was a, like a local welding shop that was coming out with one. Not really? local to us, but, sure. you know, a, a regional welding shop that was coming out with one. Um, looks like everybody's got one of those now for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think when you go through the lot, I don't know that you even see a normal disc around here. You might see one that's got traded in, you know, that yeah. was an old, a true tandem or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. yeah. We don't see too many of them anymore. Um, everything's going quote unquote high speed. Yeah. Yeah. They've made a zillion variants of that, you know, a regular disc with notch blades on it. And, oh, I yeah. mean, just yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. I, there's pluses and minus to both of those. I'm not a discing guy, so. I uh, I don't get super revved up on some of that, but but I mean I do appreciate the fact that they can go fast, and I mean you can make the argument that you got to move dirt, you know, laterally to to do what you want to do, but that's nothing vertical about that. Like no terminology <clears throat> on that has gotten uh, was stroked pretty broad. Yeah, it's originally. pretty loose. Oh, it's vertical. It's a disc. Yeah. If it looks like a disc and acts like a disc, right. it's a disc. There's I will assure you, about you sweep the dirt back and it's doing no fracturing. I'll guarantee you. It's, it's tilling the top, whatever it is, two, three inches. You know, and that was probably, you know, short-sighted on some companies or I don't know who makes the rules on terminology on some of that, but some of that's about as vertical as, you know. Yeah. You some know. of these, and, and not all, because, you know, there's numerous variants of this. You know, like the Salford, you know, that's more of an independent uh, Coulter, I guess that you could say. That one is vertical, but... You know, but you get some of these that are, like you say, a disc, and these guys run them over corn stalks, and you can't even tell that they've ran them. I mean, it, I'm that just don't turn me on in the least. It, but they like them because they can go fast. Right. And it's relatively smooth, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, like I said, I, I understand why the close-coupled high-speed disc thing has become a trend, kind of, sort of, but some of that shit bleeds over from Europe. and Yeah. It, what they're doing over there has no bearing on what I'm doing over here. My ancestors left there for a reason. Yeah. So the less shit I'm doing like they're doing, not not to offend you Europeans if you're listening, but it's a different game. Yeah, totally we're different. We're in a different world, and I, I don't I don't necessarily need to do what you're doing. Yeah. I, I The main push for that, I think, is the fact that they're narrow. Yeah. They transport so much easier than a 50-foot disc. You know, farming's mm-hmm. gotten big, so as equipment's gotten big, we're, we're bound by how much can you get down the road. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the biggest seller for that stuff is the fact that it transports super easy. Yeah. I mean, I can put a 40-footer behind my pickup truck and pull it from my house to your farm and not have much trouble. Yeah, you know? for sure. I'm getting to the point now where in the fall, instead of buying all these tools, it's like, 
you just will run your mulch finisher in the fall. I mean, you're leaving the same seed bed behind it. I mean, you know, these guys are running these things are working the top two or three inches. Well, field cultivator does that, and it's nice and smooth when you're done. Field cultivator does that, too. It's like, well, why buy nine different tools, you know? You obviously can't do that on corn stalks, but I mean. I have one, you know, I have a good customer that if that's how he does it, on the bean stubble, they work, they run a mulch finisher every, every acre of bean stubble in the fall. And that was his point. He's like, you know, I already got it. Mm-hmm. I give, you know, hundred and some thousand dollars for it. Yep. I chisel with the one tractor. I feel cultivate the rest. He's probably not wrong. I mean, it all it all depends on your area, right? Like, and that's the one thing. If I've learned anything from farm talk, is like, and we you know we've always kind of known this, but don't really didn't know the scope of it. The farming is so different. Ten miles from here, twenty five miles from here, fifty miles from here, five hundred miles from here. Like, stuff is so regional. It's hard to. It's hard to find something that works everywhere. Yeah. You know, and at some point in time, you just kind of got to cut your losses. Be like, this is kind of works for us. This is, this is good enough for now. Let's roll. Yeah. Around here, it really is a toss up if you even have to work bean stubble or not. Yeah. I mean, it, it really can go either way. You know, it, it probably does dry a little quicker if you got some loose dirt, you know, for the spring, but it's one of them deals. It's not and one of them deals. You have to weeds have to. and all that, you know, one year we, We'd miss the corners, not the corners, but worked it at an angle, and there was little triangles here and there. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't put enough end rows in on the edge, and there was green patch, green patch, green patch, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, that that which actually was an inadvertent test we didn't plan on, but actually it was like, oh, we should do that, especially if you got an early fall like this year where it was sure. dry and warm. It wasn't dry, but it was warm, and all that stuff germinated, and if it ever gets cold, the frost will kill it, right? And it's like, well, that's that many less seeds. That yeah. are going to give me trouble in the spring. But, yeah, no, you're not wrong there, you know. You know, we always talk about how farming has changed so much over the years and this, that, and that. But you just think in our short time span, you know, when I was a kid, a little kid, you know, we we dissed everything. Then we field cultivated it probably twice. Planted it, you know, and this is all late May, mm-hmm. you know. And then we kept, new till drills got popular. And, but it was still late May. Yep. So we, you know, we no-till all our corn stalks, and that was neat and great, other than filling up a 15-foot drill with a five-gallon bucket of beans. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's nothing better than that's an eight. I'm going to need you to meet me here in 15 minutes. All right. I'll we'll be over there, bucket at a time, you know. And then, you know, it was, okay, we're going to plant beans earlier. And we, we kind of did a little bit of the early bean thing a long time ago, but – you didn't want to do so much. You're getting made fun of a lot because it wasn't super popular. You know, and then the no-till thing kind of faded away because as you're planting earlier, well, now you're kind of forced drying it. Like I told my dad four or five years ago, I said, if we were still doing everything with a two-wheel drive tractor and a field cultivator, we'd still be farming in May. Oh, yeah. Late May because you couldn't get through it. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't dry enough. Now, in the last few years, if you didn't get it done in April, well, you weren't doing it in May because May was yeah. just wet. Yep. You know, you were doing it in June or April. You had your pick. Take which one you want. But yep. we always get two windows, and that's when they are. And that's when they year. are. You know, it, so it it's changed a lot. You know, just in general, I, and, you know, in our twenty, thirty, some years of farming, you know, it, it's changed drastically on how you do stuff, and you you try to keep up on the trends. But you, you know, I don't necessarily want to be the leader in that, but I definitely don't want to be the follower. Yeah, you want to be somewhere in the middle, I guess. You know, I don't I don't mind being a leader in some of that. But some of that can be expensive, too. Yeah. Makes you wonder what some of these fads are. I mean, to me, it seemed like the no-till drill fad 
really came and left very quickly, which I think that all hit at the right time. You know, Roundup Ready soybeans, whether people want to admit this or not, drove large-scale farming. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to cultivate anymore. You know, you just yep. planted it, and away you went. And so I think that was sort of the start of the no-till drill phase. Well, that's when everybody started picking up more acres and getting bigger and bigger. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do this shit with a 20-foot drill no more. And they went to the yep. bigger planters. So you went back to 15-inch rows or 30s or whatever. Well, prior to that, you keep your own seed. Right, exactly. So having a drill and having a wagon, get yeah. your phone with a five-gallon bucket wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Because we got the seed, we took it to the elevator, they cleaned it for us, we'll dump it in. Yep. You know, hell, if we did a good job harvesting it, we didn't have to get it cleaned. We right. just put up with it a little bit, you know, roll yep. on. Well, then if we're paying tech fees and you can't replant it, all that kind of goes by the wayside. The trend gets pushed earlier. Like I said, we're going bigger on machinery. A 15-foot drill is great when they're new. Right. I mean, 80 acres is still a pretty good day with a 15-foot sure. drill. I, you know, you can get more than that, but you got to be humping it. Well, then when you have to rebuild it, they're not easy to work on. It's no. not. And then it, it never fails, and I, I don't understand this. Okay, you bought this brand-new drill. And let's say you can get 4,000 acres to it before you ever have to change your bearing, whatever the number is. Then you rebuild it, and you get 1,500 to 2,000 on the second go-around. Yeah. It's like, now, damn it, I bought all those parts mm-hmm. from the dealer, whatever, you know, OEM. It's kind of like batteries. Battery yeah. that comes in your pickup truck or your tractor will last seven years. Yep. The one you replace it with, if you get three out of it, chalk it up, pat yourself on the back, and go to have a great day. Yep. Uh, supposedly, it all comes down the same line, but right. it never lasts. No, I think tires are the same way, too. Tires are the same way. Yep. The original t- OEM tires that come on a vehicle will outlast your next set every, every time. time. You can buy the same model again. Yep. It won't happen. Yeah, I don't know why that is because I'm don't like know why you. It is, but it, you know, you see how many tractors got twenty five hundred, three thousand hours on, got original tires, pretty good shape yet. You buy a new set. Oh, I got two thousand hours. It's time for a new set. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's like. Do they have two lines for this, or right. if it is it just the way it works, or or what's going on with that? That the and part of what drove that is fifteen inch beans were getting not fifteen inch. But, you know, when the drill thing come out, we're going narrow beans, and they're, they're hard to work on, and then the 15-inch trend kind of comes out, and that kills that off pretty quick. And then white mold comes out, and then we're back to 30s. Mm-hmm. But then we got to plant them early, so we bought a second planter. So now we're kind of back to 15s on a, in our region, we'll, we'll say. Yeah. You know, yeah. I still like narrow beans. We're on 15s now. Yeah. I'd rather be on 10s or 7.5s. Mm-hmm. I just can't find a great way to plant them that way. Right, right. And that's what we talked the other day. You remember back when – Roundup was hot and heavy, and I'm going to say it was around 1998 to 2000-ish, you know, when it was right in the thick of it coming out, you know. Remember how you just went and planted beans in the nastiest, weediest yep. mess? Yeah. And you waited till the beans were almost chest high. Yep. Go and blow in there with some Roundup. Yep. All the weeds were just sticking clear by the beans, yeah. fried them, and away you went. Yep. Just hosed it down and went on. One pass and used it. To and then, then all it took was a couple guys, but you know, 32 ounces of Roundup killed that dead. I wonder what 28 would do. Oh, I'm down to 20. Oh, I can barely touch it with some Roundup. Oh, shit. Now we get Roundup resistant. And I'm not mm-hmm. killing shit. You know? yep. And I'm farming more acres, so, man, I'm going to cut this from 20 gallon yeah. acre down to 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can go all day if I do this. And, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff works. And It's sad that that got ruined because, man, that was slick when it worked. Yeah, it was. It was. We'll, we'll probably never see anything like that again. Cause, I mean, you, that yeah. was about, you didn't do any pre's. You didn't do nothing. You yep. just you planted the beans, you sprayed it Blow one time. There, and that was you plant them through the that yellow mustard. That oh drill, my God. that drill would go right through that shit. Didn't care. Yep. It was vertical tillage. Yeah, it was. We'll just blow right through that. You know, I yep. had numerous guys tell me, "Hey, well, it would be perfect if you work my field with that drill." You know, we talked about that for years before we started selling sulfur stuff. 
about just doing a three-point bar with no-till coulters on it just to, to run through the field, mm-hmm. just to fluff it that little bit. Yep. Now, in retrospect, it needs to be more than that, but at the time, you know, the drill would have been, but you yeah. know, change the openers and all that shit, so on yep. and so forth. But that's eventually what we came back to. It is. Kind of, sort of, running a, a VT tool some fashion through there so you could blow in there and plant beans. The only difference is we need to start killing more weeds off. Right. Because you can't, you know, when we were kids, what's the chemical that kills stuff where you're out of the field? I can't think. It's a burn down. Um, I can't think of it. Um, I love it. We still use it to this day occasionally. Like paraquat and different stuff. Not paraquat. Uh, it's gramoxone. Uh, gramoxone. Yep. Gramoxone. You know, back in the day, Roundup wasn't quite that good. But it wasn't far from. Right, it was close. You know, there wasn't much Roundup wouldn't kill when it no, was strong. When it, when it was new, you know, I, I love Gramox, and still to this day, it's like, oh, I started spraying this eighty, and the other half's dead before I got <laughs> to the other side. That's what I'm looking to see. Yeah, you get them hot, humid days, and boy, that stuff just yeah, especially that yellow mustard, which is yeah, some places probably don't have that, but around here we've got, I don't know, we call it yellow top, yellow mustard. I don't know what yeah. the technical name is. It's, it's a hollow. It. It's a hollow stalk about what an inch in diameter, yeah. roughly, and it's hollow. But it just yeah, it's got a yellow flower on the top of it. And it makes yeah. a mess. And like, the fields look neat because they get about oh between yeah. waist and chest high and just, just solid, as pretty as can be if you yep. if you haven't done anything about it or with it. But uh, you just blow in there with a drill and chew through that, spray it down. You're good to go. But it's funny though. Have you ever thought about some of the weeds that you know we we basically like these weeds that are gone? So like milkweed. I mean we. Yeah, we, I mean, it vanished, which is yes. partially what killed the monarch butterflies, whether yeah. people want to admit that or not. Jimson weed, yeah, never see that stuff. I mean, you know, when you get to thinking about some of these weeds that we had when we were kids that you never see anymore. Yeah, that's it, true. I mean, we don't have near the problems with foxtail we used no. to have, really. I nope. mean, yeah. There was a year, there was a few years in there, well, we still get it once in a while, purple hen bit. Yep. And we used to get some sort of viney deal that was always a pain. But it came on later in the season, usually, if, yeah. you, if your chemical went away or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's a good point. We don't fight that nearly. Like, like in the did. field, you never see, like, a Canadian thistle in a field. Yeah. You'll see it in a pasture, but you never see it in a field. I remember, and you'll remember this, too, probably, when our high school bought the ground next to them, and it laid idle for a year or two. That thing was full of milkweed, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, really? Just full of it next to the playground. Yeah, I forgot. You know, about that. like I said, you hardly ever see that anymore. No. It's just you got to look hard in a road ditch to find milkweed. Which now that they've done a, or not done away with, but shifted a lot of these acres from CRP into pollinator, they actually yeah. have you plant milkweed now. You know, really? they figured out that CRP was basically good for nothing. You know, they yeah. didn't have flowers or nothing. So now when they're making people plant flowers and what have you, you know, you're kind of getting some of them insects. Well, I think Agent Orange killed a lot of that. Yeah, thing. I think it did. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you that know, you know. Yeah, that's right. Know, well, you that, have to look it up. But. Yeah. Yep. We was talking to the other day, meeting with some of our suppliers on getting stuff. I would venture to say now that there's probably three to four times more farmers that have their own sprayer now yes. than there was 20 years ago. But it's like, you guys haven't got any slower. You're busier now than you yes. ever was. Yes. But there's there's more passes now. You know, now yeah. you got fungicide. You got yeah. you know, your burn down your pre-plant or you know your post your two post applications yeah you know and so yeah it just no you're exactly right there i mean back when my dad was a, a young man or a kid they sprayed and then they didn't spray for years mm-hmm. you know they hired it done for years and local ag retailers co-ops whatever and then you know we got back into it gosh probably been 15 years ago now 
But you're right. I mean, every day somebody's switching yeah. from that to a sprayer, but the but the retailers they never they're, get it. they're they're never getting ahead. Of course, <laughs> and you know better than I do because you worked at one. But it's like it's getting harder and harder and harder to find guys that are willing. And that's not a young that's not an old man's game. No, like it's not. You don't want to do that in your sixties. I think you know? every supplier that I've talked to in the last two weeks is everybody's quit. I mean, they're, they're like, there's like nobody. I, mean, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. And I'm not blaming them guys. Like you say, if I was married with kids, ain't no way I'd want to do that job. I mean, it, you know, COVID has been a mess, but if there's a positive to it, if I was a young, a young man, especially fresh out of high school, fresh out of college, whatever, like the sky's the limit. Like oh, you, you got your choice up. any job you want to do. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily have to have the education for it. You don't have to have the skill set for it. If you're willing to clock in and show up, you can damn near be CEO of a company. Yeah. Like, because they can't find anybody. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. Every company I talk to, every supplier I talk to is like, well, you know, we wasted our money putting a help wanted sign out. That didn't get us anybody. Yeah. You know, we tried to get people off the internet. That didn't get us anybody. Like, we're, you know, we've doubled yeah. our wages. That didn't get us anybody. Like, we can't find anybody to do anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's packing boxes or spraying fields, yeah. building machinery, whatever. Yep. You know, you just and can't that's find where- anybody. You know, if you now, you know, granted, there's always going to be the well, everything costs twice as much nowadays too. But throw that out of the equation. If I was 20 years old, still lived at home, and didn't have to have an eighty thousand dollar pickup to show yep. off to my friends, you know, just had a ten thousand dollar truck that yep. was paid for, you could go out now and start out anywhere you wanted and make between twenty and twenty five bucks an hour, no yep. problem. Yes, and like you say, the sky's the limit. If you're willing to work and work overtime, yeah, you could knock down fifty grand a year, no problem. At twenty years old, I don't know what the you know, to scale it to, you know, for inflation, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the equivalent of a $25 an hour job when we got out of school, I don't know what that number is, but there wasn't very many of them. No. You know, just for random local stuff. Right. Those, you know. You're 25 bucks an hour. That was your skilled laborers at Caterpillar. Yeah. You know. Now you can make that and or more doing a lot of different things that probably aren't 30 to $40 an hour jobs. Right. But they can't find anybody to do it, yeah. so they're paying it. You yeah, know. if you was a young kid, still living with mom and dad, wasn't living high on the hog, man, you could yeah. rack up some big-time bucks if you wanted. Yes, you could. Yeah, I mean, you'll, it, it would be like getting a 15-year head start, you know, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it really would. Well, how many companies do you know that we've got a buddy that works at company XYZ, and he's maxed out. It's a sideline job for him. He farms, but he, he's maxed out at, we'll call it 20 bucks, whatever, just for easy math. Well, then they well, they can't find anybody, so they're hiring people on at max salary. And, you know, and the guys that have been working there are like, now, and gosh yeah. darn it, we've been working here for 10 years at, to get to that 20 bucks. Now you're hiring people at that. Where's our piece of the pie? You know, so it kind of goes both ways. But it's like, you know, it's, it's pretty lucrative for, for a yeah. young guy looking to get into some of that. They can make pretty good money doing it. Yep. Yeah, as long as they would keep their expenses in check and not have to have an eighty thousand dollar, you know, the nice trucks when we were kids was twenty to twenty five thousand. Now they're sixty to eighty, and they weren't even that. You know, of course, back then you could buy a cool seventy nine Ford. It wasn't beat to shit. Sure, or you know, mid eighty Ford, ninety Ford, whatever. Because it doesn't matter what you buy in a Chevy, it's still a pile of shit. But you know, and fix it up, do a little something to it. It's like now I look back, it's like cripes. My wife got a couple of door dings in her car the other day. I got a price tell. I'm like, Cripes, I had a whole truck painted for less than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, she went to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> got right. two dings. I'm like, it cost more to fix that yeah. than, it, than, it was, than it did to paint my whole truck. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, me and the wife both being self-employed now, our health insurance alone, just for the two of us, yeah. $10,000 a year. Tell me all about it, bud. I mean. I know all it, about it. And it's, uh, that is a shit storm of epic proportions. 
Yeah, well, that's the Affordable Care Act. Now, yeah, right? I mean, you yeah, know. it did everything but make it affordable. Yeah, exactly. And get you care. I yeah. mean, if you didn't want health care and you didn't want it affordable, that's the plan for you. Right but now, you've got no choice. There are no options. Yeah, I just went through this with my insurance guy the other day. It's just, you know, if your income goes up, well, then you're double screwed. Yeah, you know, super handy. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've screwed her up good this time. Yeah, yeah. Big thanks goes out to. Well, I'm not going to go down the political path. Never mind. But, man, when you stop and think about it, you know, what's a company like John Deere? I mean, what are they paying just for health insurance alone? Oh I mean, it, when the 8400s or the 8000 series Deere came out, to my understanding, health care for the workers that put it together was the most expensive part of that tractor. Now, think about that. That was 1993, if I remember. Yeah. Now, what's health care costs done since then? Yeah, they went down. They haven't went down. <laughs> so, you know, you want to know why a new tractor is $350,000? How much of that per tractor is healthcare for the workers? Probably fifty grand or better. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because look at me and my wife. I'm forty one. She's thirty seven. Yeah, you know. So it's not like we're old and crippled yeah. and you know pretty high risk. I mean, ten thousand bucks, and that's yeah. for you know not a Cadillac policy. I mean, it's not yeah. shit, but it's not Cadillac. It's not I mean, great. It's yeah, kind of the middle of the road. So. I don't know what uh, I don't know what a new eight thousand series deer cost back then, but. Oh, I don't hundred and eighty thousand maybe. I don't know. Would it have been that much? Probably wasn't that high. Yeah. I bet it, it wasn't that high. Probably not. My guess is a hundred to hundred and twenty. I don't know that. I have to look it up, but yeah. Somewhere in there. You know, it's like that costs more than the engine, that costs more than the tires, that costs more than the transmission. You know, any single piece, yeah. That was higher than and it's like that cost has had to go what five times higher than what sure. what it was then? Yeah, and follow that all the way down. So that's the deer factory yeah. in Moline or Waterloo where you know, pick your poison. And then look at Tom Sloan with yeah. Sloan Implement with 24 stores, whatever he's got. Yeah. You know, what's his health insurance cost him for his employees? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sure that's probably not cheap, you know, when you got guys. Everything they sell from January to June. Yeah. Went to that. Yeah. And we got July on to try to make a profit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if you want to break it down into those <clears throat> terms. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, that, that makes it rough. I mean, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, all in the same boat. You know, those giant union contracts. Look at the contract Deere just signed. I'm oh, like, yeah. You can't tell me their equipment isn't going to go up. Well, exactly. It's gonna I mean, they ain't going to eat that. It's going to have to. Yeah. You know, here was the avenue I wanted to take on that. Okay, well, you say we made too much money. Okay, we made, it was more than a billion dollars. Let's just say it was a billion dollars. Okay. So, by that rationale, if that's the problem, well, we're just going to lower the price of our machinery 25%, um, and then we'll be good. Right, yeah. We'll make less money. You guys will be happy then, right? right. Oh, no, 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 no. We want more money. Well, now make up your mind. Right. A minute ago, we made too much profit. So if we lower the cost of our stuff, or you know, the selling price, well, then we should be good. We just won't make as much. You guys will still be having a really good job compared to everybody else. Yep. We're all good, right? Oh, no. We, we want you to keep the machinery up. We want you to raise the price. Mm-hmm. We want we want it paid more. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I'm not going to go down the anti-union path because I'm not necessarily anti-union. What I am is anti-union on is their goal or their well that's not, not their goal now they were supposed to provide a superior workforce higher better educated better skilled better policed a superior workforce what they ended up being was protecting a shit their police force for shitbags. Yeah, exactly. You know, we got this guy, he keeps showing up work to work drunk, but we can't get rid of him. We got this guy keeps missing work, but we can't get rid of him. We you know, we keep protecting the shitbags. We don't reward the people that are actually showing up doing their stuff. And there are t- thousands of high quality union employees. Sure. I'm not knocking them. They're doing a great job. 
But you can go to any company, you can talk to any one of them guys, and they can name you off five of their coworkers that should have been fired five years ago if they'll tell you the, the honest to God truth. Mm -hmm. They won't. You Well, some of them will. Most of them will. But if you could weed those guys out and they could provide that superior workforce, an efficient workforce, then I'm happy to pay them the contracts that they're asking for, right. even above and beyond that. Right. You know, if you get rid of the low-hanging fruit, you know, if I go upstairs to your house right now, I'll hire all three of your kids to do whatever job, you know, but I pay them the same for the next two days to do it. Chances are Henry's going to get more work done than your youngest daughter. Right. If it's a physical task. Sure. Whatever it is, because she's small, she's young, mm -hmm. or whatever. So at the end of those two days, if I say, well, I'm going to give you all a raise and I give them all the same raise, one's going to be mad, one's going to be okay with it, and the other one's happy as can be if she didn't do as much yeah. and it's and getting more. Same. Yeah. You know, and it's on a grander scale in the union thing, and I'm not picking your kids by any means. My kids be the same way. But I guess that's where I'm at on that. They're, they have well, lost focus on what they were supposed right. to do. Right, and to me it's the waste. You remember years ago you had said – and I remember now where it come from, but there was a recall on Cornheads. Yeah. Had a union guy working beside the non-union guy. Yep. Can't use used hardware, so they had to throw all their bolts away on on their half of it. Yeah. Never been in the field. Been tightened up once. I'm like, it's holding a plastic shield on. Like, really? Has the yeah. bolt went bad? No, it hasn't went bad. Yeah. But just little things like that. And that know. adds up because, once again, who pays for that? Who pays for that? The, the consumer. You know, we used to have a construction company in Mattoon there that built pavers, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they would not get their stuff done correctly sometimes. So they'd have all these dead machines, we'll call them, not unfinished. I forget what their term is. So they would haul them across town. So technically they'd left. And they'd bring them back in after the first month, try to rush them through again, you know, fix all the stuff on them or whatnot. So they met their quota mm -hmm. for the month, even though they weren't really done right. Needless to say, that company's not there anymore. Exactly. You know, stuff like that is, is, is frustrating. And there is a ton of waste. And you can't micromanage everything. But eventually those union, big union companies always turn into... Extensions of a government entity. Yeah. You know, they always get end up getting ran that way. Yep. You know, if I'm a if I'm a mom and pop business of, you know, fifty employees, I can keep pretty close tabs on what's going on, so on and so forth. When you, when you get to the scale that they are, there just is so much waste. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is. It's mind boggling. I mean Yeah. I mean what what Deer Case, Agco, whoever throws away in a year, you and I wouldn't have to work. Oh no. And that's just the good parts that got thrown away for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, just for something silly. Yeah. You know. But. Yeah, I I don't know. It, and then you always got to throw in the union boss who doesn't even work for the company. He works for the union. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Making a huge salary. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I, I don't understand how it works. I mean, this day and age. You know, you got OSHA. You got so many government entities yes. on top of you. It's not like a company is going to necessarily get over on you and treat you like dirt like they did 100 years ago because they really did, you know. Well, oh, for sure. The unions for sure had their place, and they still have a place. Like Classic example. Back in the day at Yellow Freight. I don't know if it's still this way, but at one point in time, it was this way at Yellow Freight. Okay. If you're working on a truck and some oil spilled, as a mechanic, you couldn't clean that up. You had to wait for somebody to clean that up. Now, if they didn't show up till the end of the shift, you just stood there. You couldn't go any further because you couldn't work in the oil, and you couldn't. You weren't allowed to yeah. clean it up. So you might stand there for seven hours, yeah, waiting for somebody because that was their job to come clean up the oil when you clearly could have thrown floor dry down on it, picked it up with a shovel, and got it out of the way. Yep. You know, just stuff like that. That 
Well, I've heard that at places like Louisville and that at the farm show. You know, you got guys that plug in extension cords. That's his job, and you're setting up your booth. You don't touch it. And to me, it's like, I'd rather pay this yin-yang. I'll give you 100 bucks under the table. Just leave me alone. I can get this shit done way faster than waiting on you guys. So here's 100 bucks. Go sit in your car and smoke cigarettes. I mean, seriously, it's it's such a waste of time. I know I've talked to different people over the years that set up at, at a variety of shows. And I don't think Louisville's super bad about it, but I think uh, some other, there's definitely ones that are, depending on the facility, not necessarily farm shows, just shows in general. And like I said, if you want to hang a banner, nope, we got a guy for that. And when he gets to you, he gets to you. And it might be before the show, it might be after. But when he gets to you, he'll hang it up and it's, you know, it costs whatever. And, that, you know, it. Uh, some of that stuff's frustrating. And I get why it's that way initially. But it always grows. They take it too far. They always take it too far. They always take it too far. You know, it's like every government program. They start off with great intentions. You can't roll them back. And they always grow into something that's not worth a shit. Yeah. I I just can't get over the the amount of time that gets wasted. I I, I just can't roll that away. I can't. I I, I could never work for an outfit like that. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, another Yellow Freight example is you're only allowed to work back in the day, and I'm not picking on Yellow Freight because I'm sure there's a million union companies this way. You can only work on two or three trucks a day. So I forget what the number was. So let's say the first three trucks come in, they need a light bulb change. You're done. No kidding. Done for the day. Same way on construction sites. You know, you can only run so many machines. So if a backhoe is parked in your way, but you're a traco operator, and you move the backhoe, you're done for the day. Yeah. You, you've ran your two machines. Yeah. You're good. You yeah. just go set in a truck. You and, know? and, you know, all that all that ends up, if you go back to the truck deal, you can only work on three trucks a day. To me, that sounds like we create a backlog so you can never be laid off. Because if you hurry up and get them all done, they're like, well, we don't really need 20 people here. We're going to have to let you go. <laughs> yeah. But as long as we just do it slow enough that we create this huge backlog, <laughs> yeah. then you're always going to have We're always busy. Yep. We're always busy. So shifting gears a little bit off of the union deal, what do you think? So, like, I'm in a predicament now where I'm getting ready to buy a bunch of machinery from the guy that I yep. farm for or whatever. And we were talking today just, you know, throwing out ideas, not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. But at what point in time does our generation – get to okay I'm, I'm up to lay it out like this so let's just say his combine right now is worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. i have no idea what it's worth we're just going to use that as a number so that's what i buy it for with the intention you know a guy like me getting started i'm gonna have to run it for 10 years or whatever yeah where does guys my age and with the direction things are headed where do we hit the peak because we know all this electric stuff's coming and things are getting ready to have a very fast change i think so it's like how far into this do you get you, know, do you buy a million dollars worth of machinery and then in seven eight nine years it's like some of this is becoming obsolete because they're wanting to shift it to electric and so you don't get your money back out of it because nobody wants it you can't run it because of regulation i don't know i mean well i mean the regulation thing you can't foresee that could go a number of different ways um and i'm far from an expert on that i know how i want it to go and that's the electrical stuff can stay unplugged and right going about its merry way but the, the combine thing's always tough anyway on when do you trade how do you trade you know et cetera, et cetera. i honestly think in my heart of hearts that the electric thing's going to be short-lived you think so it's not really feasible if tomorrow everybody that you know in a five square mile radius of here had all electric stuff okay we all plug in what happens power grid fails and we're just pretty much sitting in the dark you take mayfield kentucky 
They just had tornadoes come through there. Let's say everything down there was electric. EVs, chainsaws, the whole nine yards. What are they going to plug into? Yeah, nothing. 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 Not a goddamn thing because they ain't got nothing to plug into. Mm-hmm. They ain't start a gas chainsaw because the gas station's still going. Right. They still got gas in the tank, gas in their jug. They can go. And I realize this stuff trends over time, but I, I really think the electrical thing will come will come full circle, and I think it'll come full circle fast. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I am far from an expert. And part of that is me being hopeful and the fact that I love the internal combustion engine. And uh, it's got us by this long, so yeah. I'm pretty well cool with it. Yeah. But is, is there anywhere else in the world? So I can maybe understand electric vehicles which it, that's still not feasible and i'm talking cars and trucks yeah still isn't feasible for us because we got to travel such long distances which ain't nothing inner, inner city life right i can totally see it right some of those people drive if they drive 120 miles in two months yeah that, that would be they they took a trip yeah exactly. you know if, if they're downtown chicago they're they're not going anywhere further than that and it, it could work for them yeah so Maybe. is there anywhere in the world that is using large industrial machinery that's electric you know, whether it's a coal mine or a... No, because nobody else is dumb enough to regulate themselves right. into that. The, the problem with the United States is, is we're wealthy enough as a population that we can regulate stupidity. Mm-hmm. We, 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 regular, we regulate ourselves into stupidity, I guess is what I meant to say. And we, we try to push ourselves in these directions that, oh, we're going to save the world. We're going to save the world. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We ain't saving shit. Yeah. China ain't switching anything to electric. They're yeah. buying coal as fast as they can buy it. They're building coal power plants as fast as they can build them. And they're putting it all online so they can sell us electric shit mm-hmm. to power our electric vehicles going, yeah. going forward. And, and that's the long and the short of it. It doesn't matter what industry it is. You know, you want to go solar. Oh, that's great. How many solar panel, solar panel plants do you know of in the United States? To my knowledge, there's zero. Yeah, same here. Can't build them here. Regulations, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just starts... Is a society has enough income, I guess, is the is the word for it. We do dumb shit. Yeah, I agree. And you know, poor people don't do stupid shit like that. No, they exactly. They you, don't have the ability right. to do it. You get from you point know? A to point B, whatever it takes, it don't matter. Yes. That's just the way it is. And I've always said, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, these companies move overseas because the labor's cheaper and this and that, which it is. Don't get me wrong. But I think they're tired of dealing with the regulations, the health care that we just talked about. Yep. All this other stupid shit. No, I don't want to be dumping shit in the water. No. I don't want to be polluting this, that, and the other. But there is a happy medium in there where you can produce something efficiently, effectively, somewhat cleanly at a price that people can afford. Yeah, But be- we are well beyond that now. Because to me, we're, we're always moving the goalpost. Because yes. if we're going to go to this 100% green energy that's clean, that's what they're telling us, right? Clean energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we should get rid of the EPA, right? Because everything here is clean now. We don't yeah, need the EPA. We don't need them. What's there to protect? I mean, it's yeah. all clean. So yeah. fire everybody in the EPA. I mean, I don't know how else to go about this. I All that clean stuff sounds well, good, and great. It never works out in the long run. Look at the windmills. Oh, they're they're gonna produce all this energy. They don't produce shit. Where'd we put the windmills? Right in Tornado Alley. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the wind blows there. Oh, it's getting windy out. We gotta shut them off. Mm-hmm. Oh, we. You know, we didn't think of this. We've got no way to get rid of them, and they're full of oil. Because turns out they can't run without oil. You know, they're as green as yeah as a red tractor. Exactly. You know, I mean, they're they're not that green. You know, just it, it's frustrating for me. And everybody else, as far as that goes, like I said, we take an average pickup truck. Take an average diesel pickup truck, 
Okay, they don't get a damn bit better mileage than they did in 1983 when Ford came out with them. Probably worse. Mm-hmm. They got way more horsepower, and they got a whole bunch of creature comforts on them, and that's all well, good, and great. I like them too. And we tack all this emission shit on them. That's why pickup trucks are eighty thousand dollars now. Yep. You know, wasn't that long ago you could buy any house that we knew of that anybody lived in for eighty grand. Oh, for sure. First house I bought was $32,000 yes. when we first got married. Yes, exactly. And it wasn't a dump. I mean, it, you can't buy a a 97 low mild power stroke for that now. If it's low mild, you know, right. it'd be a rarity, but you know, you, you darn sure can't buy the last 73 that was, you know, had 2000 miles on it sitting in somebody's garage for that. And you to know? me, what does that tell you? That tells me that that's what the people want. That's why they're, when did you ever buy a vehicle for 20 grand? run it for 15 years, and you sell it for 30 on a yeah, vehicle. Never. Exactly. So that tells me that that's what people are wanting. They don't want the emissions. You know, all that emissions crap. I mean, you got mufflers that cost $7,000 or exhaust is yeah. whatever it is. Well, it's no wonder this shit, you know, and you can't keep it in the field. How many guys you talk to? Well, I got this electrical glitch. I got an emissions code. I got this, and we're kind of getting down the same path we've been on a few times. But in the grand scheme of things, green energy, and there again, I'm not – an expert on it, but from what I've seen, the experts aren't expert or experts on it either. You know, if you figure up the number of factories that are producing these sensors and parts and all this bullshit that goes along with yep. green energy and the, the fact that they don't get any mileage yep, and you add all that up, we are net negative yep. to, to green energy. We have been far better served to focus on mileage and horsepower yep. and the emissions thing would have kind of taken care of itself. Nope, we've focused all on this emission shit. Now we got stuff that won't run long enough. Yep. Oh, I've got a $250,000 combine that threw an error code, and my ass is setting. My yep. neighbor's got a 7,700 John Deere. He's still going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. how efficient is that? Well, we're now we're next day airing some two-bit sensor yep. that costs $500 that's got about 13 cents in it yeah. from Bangalore, India, over here, so we can freaking get this combine back going. Yep. Yeah, that's super efficient. That's a really good way, yep. good use of energy. We were talking, out of all the deaf stuff that our local dealer has sold, the mechanics have wasted more fuel running back and forth working yep. on the shit than it ever saved yes. to what went in the atmosphere. Yep. That is all they work on now is deaf stuff. That's it. On that note, can we get an update on the ozone? Yeah, Because exactly. when we were kids, the ozone layer had this huge hole in it, and we are all going to die. Don't hear nothing. Yeah, here I am. The hole's apparently fixed itself. Now we got global warming because the shit can't get out. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we need to go out and start everything you own up right now. Let it run. I agree. Pollute the shit out of it. Blow a hole in the ozone again so the shit can get out. Because yep. I think we're, we're apparently we we have created another issue. Yeah. The shit can't get I, away. I want a definitive answer. You know, and you and I always argue with local people, like when it comes to taxes. You know, we always got to help the school. You know, we can never give the schools. You know, well, just, just give me a number and I'll write you a check now. And then you yep. never ask for another dime. Yeah. Well, I want the same thing on... Global warming. I, I want the point of no return. You tell me what it is, yeah. and then at what year the earth is going to burst into flames. Yeah. But it, they did, it's always 50 years from now, 50 years from now, 50 years. You know, it, it's never next week or not. You know, it's always 50 years out, the next generation. Yeah, we're, we've got to make this change, or we're, we're going to regret it. We're going to regret it. Yep. You know who's not regretting it? The people that were on the forefront of pushing that bullshit agenda, like Al Gore. Exactly. That are multimillionaires now yep. off selling a bag of shit. Yep. That's all it is. Yeah. Because you think China gives two shits about cleaning up their environment, you're dead yeah. wrong. The only time they shut their shit down was for the Olympics. Exactly. Just long enough for people to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to get to that point. No, I don't either. I mean, But there's a, there's a happy medium in there where industry prevails profitably. Shit doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Yep. And life goes on. 
Yeah, they've they've screwed her up good this time. It um, and well, what, what comes down to a bunch of that shit on science is Tony. They got no belief in God, right? So they think they're in control, not the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they think they're going to make all these decisions that are going to that are going to take care of yep. all that. I got to think God made us smart enough to take care of ourselves on some of that, and He's going to regulate some of that as Himself. Yeah, you I think know? so too. You know what know. happens when all these acres and acres and acres get taken out of corn that harvests carbon? Right. They claim it's better than the Amazon rainforest. Exactly. And now we turn them into solar fields mm-hmm. where they got a little bit of grass growing up them where we didn't spray around them. And uh, what are they harvesting? Nothing. 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 Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, and it, I don't know. They've it, it's out of control, and there, I, there's no fixing it. There's I don't care what anybody says. I think we've reached the point of no return. I mean, you see it on TikTok. You see it in the comments. I mean, it, yeah. you know, the, the Iowa dairy farmer can have on their milk and cows, and I mean, just gets raked over the coals by these people that just think he's just abusing animals. And it yep. just everybody it, wants milk for their cereal, but they don't want any cows being milked. Yeah. Well, make up your mind. Which yep. way do you want it? You know. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It, Organic and green is great. That's a small niche market. It's not widespread. If it was widespread. Everybody would be doing it. We'd be hungry as shit, and, yeah, everybody would be doing it if it was the way to go. Yeah. You're going to regulate that into profitability? That's never happened in the history of the world. It's nope. not going to happen now. No, it's you're right. It's not going to happen, and and I'm just sick of the hypocrites that tell you and I, we got to do this, this, and this, but they fly all over the world on their jet, and oh, they yeah. can do this. There's no emissions on those, yeah. you know, and they're putting it right up there in the jet stream, yeah. but you never hear anything about that. Oh, they could have taken a commercial flight, but they didn't. There were yep. seats available, but they had their private jet, and mm-hmm. they flew over there anyway. How many yeah. nuclear bombs has our government detonated? You know, out in Alamogordo yeah. and just the test sites that have, that's probably where half the cancer comes from nowadays yeah. anyway, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to tell us about polluting. I mean... God tried to regulate apples back in the day in the Garden of Eden, and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's I got, right. I got one fruit, which I realize there's a debate on whether or not it was an apple. You get my point. We don't eat those. Everything else is good. We're all green. Yep. We're all good. No, yep. couldn't handle the one rule we gave you. Yeah, you know. So yep. apparently, we're we're incapable of it. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've about come full circle, like always, on this one. I think we better. Cut her off here and yep from the garden eating of the farm show. Yep, I think I think we did. I think we got yeah. covered it all yeah. pretty well. <laughs> so well, is, you got anything you want to add? Are, you, are, are we good? I, did you I, I think we're good on this one. I think we're good. Okay, glad to be back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's been a while, and hopefully there won't be a drought this long again. I think we can compile stuff yeah. this winter here. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Keep things moving. So, with that being said, we're going to cut her off here. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.